Moto Spot Show is back. What's up, everybody? We are in Nashville, Tennessee, getting ready to record episode 17. Huge thanks to everybody that listens to the show. Huge thanks to everybody that follows us on Instagram and gives us a shout out. So check us out, Moto Spot Show on Instagram. Also check out our sponsors, Spot Network TV. You can download the Spot Network app. So check those guys out. Also huge thanks to Works Connection, Bell Ray, Scott Goggles, and Motion Pro. Huge thanks to everybody that's on board with us. And like, like I said, episode 17 has been... Uh, a really good one so far. We're going to get this thing started, and we're going to have some fun with this guest. He's been around the industry for forever, ex-pro racer. His brother is on TV every Saturday night, now Tuesday night. But he's the real Blair in the family, fastest racer, best-looking, just all-around natural <laughs> athlete. It's the Vincent Blair. What's up, Vincent? What's going on, dude? How are you? I'm doing all right now that you popped me up like that. Do you like that? I'm good. Daniel's going to send me a text, <laughs> dude. He's not going to be pumped. He's probably already mad. Already mad. So what's up with you? Already. What are you uh, What are you up to? You So you took the kids riding today on some Stasics, and how'd that go? It's um, it's going pretty good with them, actually. Uh, at first, they had a really hard time just because, you know, how electric bikes just have so much bottom end. They don't really, you know, roll on very easily. So it took them a while to figure out how to use the throttle. But once they got that, Man, they go pretty fast. They're hitting jumps, standing up everywhere, using the brakes, and doing everything correctly. And it always makes me wonder if I should get a motorcycle, but I'm so hesitant about doing that with them. Yeah. Just because of, you know, the commitment it would take and, you know, it's just everything that comes along with it. Yeah, um, it's a lot. But, yeah, I mean, it's still a lot of fun watching them do it. And those Stasic bikes are so cool. The only problem, though, I think, is just, the, you know, you're limited with the battery. Yeah. And when you put that thing on the fast mode and, and, and you have a kid that just never lets off on it, they don't really last very long. Yeah, probably like an so, hour or two when they're on full full bore. Hour at the most, probably like 45 minutes. Maybe okay. like maybe when you're like on the street, it's not as bad. But when you're like on dirt hitting jumps, it's just, it's just more friction, more drag. So it just drains that battery pretty quick. So you're just training them already out of the gate, 30-minute motos? just full ham dude it was so funny so the other day we built that little track and i told i told my oldest one geo he's he's six and i was like you need to do 10 laps without sitting once and he did it it was pretty cool <laughs> yeah just to see if he like, if he'd push it or not so i mean like yeah <laughs> you kind of look at your brother and you see how evan like the progression evan's going through and i don't know if ari's on board which people don't know ari's your wife so if she's on board with the kids riding or not, because she's seen what you've gone through, she's seen what Daniel's gone through. So, like, what does she think? Does she care if Gio or Ollie like get into it, or she's just like whatever they want to do? Um, she's not too like she. She's actually probably more into it than I would be. Um, okay, but obviously, I would be the one that would be you know, mostly in charge of running the show when it comes to ride and race and all that stuff. But yeah, only because when, she, when we started um, seeing each other, started dating her and when we even got married, um, it was like the last two years of my, of my uh, so-called wannabe motocross career. So right. she didn't really get to experience too much of it, even though I did have a pretty bad injury one time, but dude, honestly, it's just mostly personal for me, man. I didn't have the luckiest of motocross careers. Um, my injuries were always kind of caused by, you know, equipment malfunction or something weird happening to where it was like, man, that wasn't really my fault. 
Right. And then it just kind of got to me mentally. Yeah, I remember you kind of had one where like a bike bogged on you off a lip and that one was like kind of sketchy. And then that happened a few times. Yeah. You know, in fact, I'm, I'm recovering right now from a surgery, a pretty big surgery, um, that I had in November to fix my, my right tibia from an injury I had when I was 15 years old racing. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's just lingering on me, but I'm glad I got the surgery because there was other issues going on, but they had to re-break my tibia and realign it and put a rod in it. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. It was a tibial osteotomy and intermedullary rotting. That's what it's called. Uh, yeah, for people that know, Vincent's a doctor, so he knows all these fancy I'm terms. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> he knows stop. all these fancy terms. He's very educated. No. Very. No, but I did have to go down that. I mean, I work in healthcare, so I know all that stuff. No, I know. You do x-rays on the daily, so you got to kind of be able to explain on to the, the doctor. Daily. So you got to be like, hey, like this is this is not looking good here, here, and here. So good luck, doc. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, like your racing career, I mean... You started what ninety, like going pro what ninety nine two thousand ish, or what around like, uh, like around that? Local pro, I think. I, how old was I? Yeah, around two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. Because I like got my pro ready. license when I was sixteen. I, I um I, I was I was wanting to be that kid you know that got their pro license right when you turned sixteen. That was kind of the end thing back in the day. Now it's kind of dragged out. Like go as long as you want, usually. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Um, but you had to apply for it. You had to get um, referrals and and all that stuff. And I ended up getting it. And um, but I broke my arm right before the uh, Anaheim round one. Um, like a week before at the Supercross track in Lake Elsinore. And then I took that whole year off pretty much. And then my first actual year racing pro, I was 17. That was 2004. Yeah, yeah. It looks like you raced St. Louis, Atlanta, and San Francisco in, in 04. So, yeah, all those and, ones. And then you made the mains at pretty much all of them that you raced. Uh, no, I, 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 didn't, I didn't make the main until San Francisco, which was cool. It was my home race. Got in out of the heat. It was so nice. And then... Um, then I think, I think I started making them after that. And then Daniel and I, we, we decided to just road trip it and we went back East and raced as many East coast rounds as possible. And we managed to get almost all of them. And, um, I qualified for a bunch of those ones. I don't think it was all of them, but I know it was like, there was a bunch just in a row. And then, um, and then we came home and then I got a four fifty. And and then raced Vegas on the 450 instead of a 250F. Yeah, I and then that was the end of my first year. You guys always had like Yamahas with all black gear. Like it was easy. To, like you guys like were the first guys to wear like all black gear. Yeah, that was the year we we signed a contract with LBZ. They had that motocross gear, but they wanted to keep it, you know, edgy. So they had the studded belts and the barbed wire and all that that crazy stuff. Yeah, just coming out just full rockers. I liked it. Yep. But yeah, yeah I we remember San Francisco that. for sure. Like I kind of miss that race, dude. Like that was a cool stadium. I feel like I know. I, I prefer that over Oakland hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, that one was never I think, really um, that great. Yeah, the dirt seemed a little better too, wherever they got the dirt. Yeah. Um, I know, I know but dude, honestly, most of the time it was raining. I think three out of the four times I raced there, or five times, it was like downpouring i've had so many mud races there 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's the bay. It always ran. I mean, I remember there was a good battle between, like, I think it was, like, Stu and Ricky or something like that at that one. And one of those, like, 06 or something. Mm-hmm. That was, like, everybody mm-hmm. talked about that one for so long. Mm-hmm. It was, it was always, and that, that dirt is not like water, man. It, it gets slushy and there's rocks. They have, like, pieces of, like, freeway in it. It's weird. It's yeah. Weird they, the the San, San Francisco people, were all, they hated dirt bikes going across the bridge too with all the dirt on them. like i remember the mechanics had like push it like you get yeah and the pits were so far away because you had to go across the water to get to the pits it was awful that's hilarious um but that's like what, did you have a favorite stadium that you yeah you want that you like go and do or anything like that st louis 100 really? dude it's crazy how that favorite. i think your brother said the same thing but it's crazy like the turnout on that one just keeps dying and dying like that one's just a weird stadium I know. Well, I think it's because when you, if you ride there, that is the best dirt. It, it's it's crazy. It's so tacky, like it should rut up, but it doesn't rut up. It just stays nice the whole time. It's the really? craziest dirt ever. And there was a few arena crosses we went to. Do you know what's a cool one? It's funny is the Nashville Arena Cross, right right next to you, dude. Um, oh yeah, and Bridgestone, they, dude. That yeah. was an amazing track because it was just a little bit bigger than a normal arena cross, so they can add two more lanes. But it wasn't so big, kind of like how Reno was, where it felt more like a supercross. Yeah. Um, man, in the dirt, they took – I mean, the arena cross crew always did pretty damn good with their tracks. Um, but Nashville was so much fun just because then you get to enjoy the town after. And it, it's like a little small – it's like a small town kind of feel, even though it's a big town, right? So. Yeah. I just remember having a, a, a great time. The stadium was always, you know, a little bit bigger than normal. And then um, the track was always good. The dirt felt good. I, I don't know. I just, I'll never forget Nashville Arena Cross. That was always my, my favorite one. Yeah, I got to go to that one one time. And it was actually really cool. Like, the track was good. Like, it was actually pretty aggressive. The whoops were big. Um, and, like, it looked like everybody got to park inside underground, too. So it wasn't, even though it might have been cold outside, at least everybody was indoors for the most part. I know some of those rounds, like you yeah. guys get screwed on on the situations, but um, seems like everybody was able to have oh, their man. stuff like right there. Yeah, dude. When you when you go back east racing anywhere, it's in the wintertime, It's so cold. It's snowing. It's freezing. And in Arena Cross was always good because you can bring your stuff inside the building. You know that was always a plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of had like the little gate separating everybody, but everybody was like right there. You kind of had your table, your pit chairs, and. Your toolbox yep. is just like a little like five by five area. Yep, exactly. Did it was you always did, uh, did you enjoy Supercross or, or Arena Cross more? Like, which one did you like? I they, they were a little different to me. I loved racing Arena Cross because I was always in the main. I was always battling, you know, top fives and top tens, and I think my best finish was a third. Okay. I got a podium. I I forget where it was. No, I, I'm so stupid of me. I think it was in Ohio somewhere. Um, but Arena Cross was cool because of that, and also because it became we became like a little family, even with just like the AMA crew and all the riders. It was just a great year. I only did Arena Cross one time, and that was in 2007. Okay. And it was just it was just um, it was just a lot of fun. We spent a lot of time in Ohio at Willard's house and, and, um, supercross was, was what you wanted to be at. Right. So whenever you qualified for a main or you did something really, really awesome there, you felt very accomplished. 
And I'm not saying that you're not accomplished if you're in arena cross, but right. it's just no matter what, you just got to face the facts that arena cross is not super cross. And yeah. even if you win an arena cross championship, I and mean, you talk to Jacob Hayes, right? He's, he's won an arena cross championship, but he's pursuing super cross. He knows that's where he wants to be. That's what you want. So if you, if you do anything amazing in Supercross, it's just, you're, it's going to stick in your head forever. You're going to feel like, hey, I made it. I did it, you know? Well, and the and money, that's what too. I loved about. There's uh, more money in Supercross. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you do really well in Arena Cross, you can make more money. I made a, I made really good money doing Arena Cross, too. So okay. it's, it's, I think I think I finished, like, 11th in points because at first I wasn't doing very well in the beginning. But, um, you know, I didn't get 11th in points in Supercross. I think I was, like, yeah. I don't know, in 04, I was like in the 20s or 30s or something like that just because I didn't make any mains until like midway through, right? Okay. And it looks like, dude, in like 06, 07, it was you and Casey Hinton and your brother, and then you guys were doing main event moto, or main event, the band, at Arena Cross. Yeah, we were playing shows too, no. yep. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Just little little entrepreneurs yeah. just hitting the streets. It was crazy. That, that was grass. a crazy year. Yeah, and our band played on Warp Tour that year. That was just a crazy year. That's probably a lot of fun. fun. year, man. That's probably yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I want to say, dude, honestly, playing shows, like big shows with the band, was probably more fun than racing to me, personally. <laughs> yeah, because it looks like you were 19, Casey was 17, so like you guys weren't even 21 yet. Oh my god. <laughs> we were just on the road, man. <laughs> just living your best life. Daniel was like our dad. Yeah. We would just get him in trouble 24-7. Just doing stupid That's shit. That's hilarious. Oh, yep. does like anything stick out in your head? Like, do you remember any of that stuff or was it kind of all of a blur? Does anything like stick out in your head? Like you're like, man, I remember when we went to like Cincinnati and like Casey did this or Daniel did this. Like, does anything or something that maybe well, there's probably well, stories too you can't talk about, but <laughs> um, there's one that was pretty funny was in, it was actually national cause it was the last, it was the last round. So we had the big banquet and the awards and all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, we had an open bar there and, and, um, I mean, I was a, I was a minor, but I, I would steal my brother's ID. We'd go out somewhere, but it was funny because Scott Metz, I don't know if anyone who Scott Metz is East coast guy. He raced arena cross all the time. He raced Supercross too. And, um, man, him and his mechanic would end up getting in a big old brawl at whatever bar we're at every single week. <laughs> well, that year at, at, uh, Nashville, it got so out of hand at this place because we started so early that night from the banquet. Um, we ended up, I think maybe like 20 or so of us that were staying at the same hotel got kicked out of our own hotel because it just got so crazy out of hand. I think like one person pulled their own heater out of the room. It was in the, no in way. the elevator. People were running from the cops and like, it just got crazy out of hand. Um, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that the AMA is not allowed in that um, hotel anymore allowed at that hotel for like forever because of that. And yeah. it's not even their fault. It's just because we were all there and a part of it, right? And this is like oh five oh six because like the money was good then too. This is before the crash, so like the money was like really good. Um, yeah, dude, I, that was the, those were the years. I don't know if anyone remembers, but man, you, you, a privateer would race a bike that had the best contingency program, and that was the year Suzuki had an insane, insane contingency program. I bet they that would was, just yeah, give you. Like everybody was they would straight match your purse money. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, dude, oh my gosh. It was, uh, I think their contingency was for arena cross. It would match the purse payout. So if you get on like a podium, you're coming home with like 
six, seven thousand bucks, maybe. Damn. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And for a privateer, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to pay my bike off right now. And then now you're ahead of the game, you know? Yeah. You just start stacking it. Dude, it's crazy to look at some of these sponsors you had too back in the day. Like, uh, let's see here ICW bike stands, El Segundo Motorsports. Like, I remember El Segundo, Rubbit Enterprises, Utopia Goggles. Like, it's just like these guys were all like super big back in the day. And it's like now it's like you don't really hear much about them anymore. Who else is on Oh, there? all those companies. I know. It's sad. I remember Utopia was like one of our big ones. And those goggles were were the coolest looking ones, right? They were all about how being stylish. And yeah, we had like some crazy. First... Um, Go ahead. We had some crazy sponsors. And I think my favorite one I ever had was DC Shoes. I felt like I just made it, right? Like, oh, my God, I get free shoes. Yeah. And that was not for very long. But, um, dude, that was sick. I remember... I mean, I'll never forget that. I had them in oh, oh seven, I think, and I, I was like so pumped because I, I got a code and I just go to the website. I can order snowboard stuff, shoes, like whatever I wanted, and like I just went hand. anything you want, dude. Yeah, I, I ordered like a hundred pairs of high socks, high tall socks <laughs> yeah, that go up your so shins, so you can look shit. like a punk rocker. Yeah, my mom hated. Yeah, it. So I, I was in high school at that time too. Yeah, I was. Well, I was. You were. You're three years older, I think, than me. So. I don't know. I was oh, like, really? I graduated in 07. Oh, okay, yeah. So, 04. You're 04, yeah, yeah. So, dude, it's it's crazy. Like, those were the times. Though. I mean, I remember, there was so much money back. Like, just you do do races, too, like AMP, GFI or whatever, and, like, the pro purses would be so much bigger, too, and all that stuff. So, Yeah, I miss those summer summer fair race-type days where, man, some of those purse, purses would go up to 15, 20 grand, and you'd... Yeah. You can you can have a good summer. You'd make more money racing in the summertime than you do racing Supercross. It's crazy sometimes. Who was your biggest rivalry at uh, Los Banos? Did you, um, did you I would say Eric McCremen. Okay, Eric yeah, McCremen, yeah. Daniel, Rusty. Rusty's everybody's rivalry. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Casey was good um, some nights too. Like Casey was fast some nights. Casey was there, but he was just never there all the time. He no, would do it no. sometimes, yeah, but I want to like say the most common racer there. Yeah, was it, was, it was Eric McCremen. Yeah, Eric was always yeah. there. He was there sure. every weekend, and he was always so solid. He never made weird mistakes, so it's like it's a, it was pretty much a guarantee that you're going to race against that guy Yeah, no matter yeah. what. Right? And Pennington so, was another one. Corey would always show up, too. Oh, yeah. Man, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Yeah, there's there was some fast guys. That was, like you go there on a Saturday night, dude, and like that cash for or dash for cash race was just so good, so good. Um, yep. What do you what do you miss dash more? Do you miss the moto more or the band more? Because I know like you still do some band stuff. Like your brother played some e- EPs. Is that we call them EPs? Um. Yeah we we wrote two EPs. Yeah, he played basically, some, like, which is not a full length. Yeah. So just like five song, you know, it's not a demo, but it's a it's a full production album, but it's just not as many songs. This what he played for me didn't have words on it though. It was just like beats and like dude, some of the guitars like he played was un insane. Like it was unreal. I don't know which ones. Yeah, are those weird. are just songs that we've never done yet. You yeah, know, like we have, I have words a, to him yet. He said. Yeah, we um, I mean, I I started recording my own music probably. 10 years ago or so. And I just got really good at, at, at making it. So I would just record my own demos and give them ideas and whatnot. And man, I have like a hard drive of, of stuff that no one's ever heard, you know? Yeah. 
I remember one time we came over to the, your house and it was me, Topher, Blake Jump, and Briar Perry, and we recorded a song at your house, like just in your room, like just a one afternoon. Oh my god, yeah, we made that rap song, bro. <laughs> yeah, one man living the dream or something like that. It was so wow, <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. That was a long time. I can't ago. believe you remember that. Yeah, I remember. That was a long time ago. Wow, dude, time flies when you're having fun, boys. Oh, um, mm-hmm, that's true. But but I, I definitely, I, I mean, I raced motocross since I was two years old, three years old. So yeah. there's always going to be a place there that, I mean, I'll never regret what I did, right? Right. I mean, it but teaches you a lot. I'm glad I got out. Yeah, but I'm glad I got out of it when I did. I didn't, I didn't do, I wasn't that guy that just tr- kept trying and trying and trying. Like, no offense to Josh Greco, but, you, you know, He's yeah. just a great example of like, I mean, when are you going to, you know, accept the fact that you might need to have another career? I mean, I understand that's fun and it's, it's great and you, you might be having great memories and whatnot, but you know, I was getting married and, and I was planning on having kids and buying a house and all that stuff. And if you get injured and you're not, you know, one of the top five, top 10 greatest motocross riders that year, then, you know, you don't make any money. And, and then what are you going to do? How are you going to take care of a family? And, how are you going to do all those things, you know? Right. Yeah. It's one of those things where you kind of weighed the pros and the cons and there was a lot more cons than there was pros to continue racing a professional career. Um, mm-hmm. so. and, and that's common too. I mean, it's dude, motocross is not an easy sport, bro. It's, no, it's a tough one mentally too. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not the easiest sport. Dude. Yeah. You guys always talk about it on, on that other show that you're on, and it's just like most of it's 80% mental and 20% riding or something like that. There's, you know, I mean, there's a lot more mental game than there is riding game. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, exactly. Like, you know, we've seen it in the past with, with Kenny and Cooper. We always say Cooper is very mentally strong against Kenny, and I think this year Kenny's starting to figure it out, but it just, yeah, I think the mental game is, is a lot to do with it because if you have confidence, it's, it's hard to beat confidence for sure. It is very interesting with the Kenny and and Webb uh, rivalry that they kind of have, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it seems it's it's like like he he exactly exactly that's exactly the word. It's it's just so weird that he um he he has such a hard time racing against Webb, but he's not very mentally you know weak when it comes to racing either, right? Right. So it's just confusing. Well, I think the craziest thing, too, is like a lot of people, like, you don't see them arguing, but there's a lot of, like, behind the scenes, like, you know, Cooper married his ex-chick, and his ex-chick was with him for exactly. two of his titles. And, like... It's a Co- mental thing. Yeah, Cooper's won against Kenny head-to-head more times than Kenny's won against Cooper head-to-head. So, it's like, there's so much that goes into it. Um, so, I think that's the biggest thing, too, is... Cooper kind of finds your weaknesses, and then he just attacks, 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 and keeps going after him. Um... And, mm-hmm. I, and I think right now he's getting on KTM. I don't know if this would ever happen if he got on KTM. If you would have stayed on Yamaha, I don't know if this would ever happen, but I don't think it would have. I think KTM was the best decision he ever made. So I don't know if you yeah, think the absolutely. same thing or not. But. No, I, I agree 100%, man. I, I, I personally think that Kenny, it's his, just his championship, you know, so this year. Yeah, he's the most consistent and mentally strong. Whatever whatever he did in this off season is working, you know. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of a lot of things he's been posting, like Zen Master on his butt, his font Roxon was in Zen. So he posted a photo of him kind of with his. 
eyes closed and like his hands up, like he's kind of doing like meditation. So I think a lot of it's just, yeah. a lot of it's just meditation and kind of finding your, your, I guess, core, or I don't know what you, inner peace maybe. Um, so mm-hmm. I think he's, he's really focusing on that side of it. And there's one thing that maybe not a lot of people can ever really fully connect, which I feel like I can, is his injury. Not um, right even though that physically he's probably fine mentally is a lot longer to heal from. Cause what's funny, I think it was in Oh nine. I started racing. I took, I took the, the, the winter of Oh nine off. And then I decided to race again that summer. My bike seized um, in the air for the third time ever in my life. And I broke my ankle really bad. Okay. And it was, I think at that moment where I could not get that out of my head any longer. Anytime I would race, dude, I felt like every jump, something would happen, something would happen. So can you imagine, you know, where Kenny, he, he, he clipped the, the, the lip with his frame, right? It wasn't like he was being too out of, you know, out of control or anything. Yeah. It was just, it was just gnarly, bro. Um, you have to realize that he was probably having to deal with that injury mentally after what happened more than, than the physical part, because, you know, bones heal, right? It's just, something that you have to deal with um for a while mentally honestly that's yeah i mean he's it, probably now getting over it because it's been so long but i mean it's it's a scary thing to to be like man i you know i'm gonna clip the frame again and that would suck horribly yeah. well and the so, other thing too for kenny is you know some people might know this some people don't but his brother-in-law got paralyzed right in front of him so like that's oh, Jesus. A, another thing too. Like Blake, yeah. Blake was riding with him, and Blake got hurt and was paralyzed, and Kenny was there. So Kenny saw all that. So it's like, dude, to go through all that, then have your brother in law go through that right with you, and who's also your trainer, and to be now be paralyzed, right. and you're seeing him every day. You're working with now, him every yeah. day. So that's terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. I mean, that adds exactly to kind of my point, man. You got to deal with that those things mentally, and that's. That's going to be very, 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 very hard. Yeah, very I, hard. I agree, and it, honestly, I think this this bike that he's on too. Though everybody I've talked to says it's a big improvement. So I think if he was on that really? other bike again, it might have been, and you know, he kind of probably wouldn't have been as confident. But this bike is supposed to be this new Honda is supposed to be really good. So um, that's cool that they got it all figured out on that side. But for you, I mean, did Nine, you ever yeah. have a favorite bike or anything? Like, you know, a lot of people talk shit on Suzuki's, but I remember you rode Suzuki's for for a quick quick minute. More Yamahas, I would say, than um, anything. More Yamahas and Cowies, I think, than Suzuki's. Yeah, yeah. I I I, uh, I was a privateer, so I would do anything humanly possible that would that would pay more. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I want to say that I spent a lot of times, a lot of years on the Yamahas. I did Suzuki one time, and that was in 07. KTMs I've done. I mean, dude, I've done them all. But yeah. I want to say, you know, even to, to Kenny's point, I don't know if anyone's ridden the Honda, but they don't have a high level of clearance. And there were, I mean, just coming up short on a jump, you would frame it and you'd be like, what the hell was that? It would kind of yeah, hurt your ankles a little, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my all-time favorite bike definitely is a KTM. I just clicked with it. I I love the way it cornered. Um, I didn't I didn't ride outdoor too much, but even on outdoors, everyone thinks like, oh, they're... They're not, you know, they're not as stable. And it's like, dude, that's just absolutely not true. They're one of the best bikes ever, bro. I love the KTM. They yeah, were just I, different, you know. You just got to get used to them. Yeah, I think they got it quite figured out over there. You know, to have three brands, KTM, 
uh, Husky and Gas Gas now is uh, yeah, that's insane. just crazy. Pretty insane. It is crazy. Like I, I, I'm still shocked. I mean, they're. I feel like they're taking over, man. And you know, those Japanese companies are using their R and D from street bikes instead of dirt bikes, and you can tell now that these, you know, KTM is just taking over the sport. Honestly, do you think a KTM? My personal Hus- do you think opinion. a KTM Husky and Gas Gas ends up on the podium? So you got Osborne or Anderson, Barsha, and you got Cooper mm-hmm. or Marvin. Do you think you see? A, a KTM sweep this year. Uh, at one round, absolutely. It, it, that'd it's be insane. gonna happen. That'd be insane. Dude. It's gonna happen eventually. I mean, you see Barsha and Webb; they're they're constantly on the podium anyway. So all it takes yeah. is like you know, Roxon to have a bad start or something, and Osborne gets a good start, and you know that he can he can push real hard, especially at the end of the race. Yeah. Um, uh, that could easily happen, and then you know Anderson too. I mean, he hasn't done, you know, an amazing round yet, but you could tell that he still has a lot of fire and, and, um, it's just so stacked in the 450 class. So those guys have to get a good start or else they're not going to do well. I mean, look at, look at Tomac. If you don't have the greatest start, dude, you're going to have a hard time. It's just, just too hard to, to work your way up through so many amazing, you know, championship winning potential riders, right? Yeah. It's just crazy how stacked it is to me. And which is a big, difference compared to the lights i mean i know a lot of riders have gotten hurt this year but right um just starting out it was still a little bit um just a little little bit uh not as stacked as normal i would say i mean east coast even though this is west coast but they've been around uh, you know everywhere but yeah east coast is usually known for the for the the series that doesn't have as many riders obviously yeah this is um, kind of like a turning year, leaf i think a little like one of those things where like yeah. now we're starting to have a premier 450 class. Like this is what people want. This is how it's going to help our sport grow. We're going to be on Tuesdays. We're going to be on Saturdays. And the premier class yeah. now is like stacked. Anybody can win. Like your 250 class is now yeah. your true like kind of regional class. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not like a class where you're, everybody's looking forward. Like you are still looking forward to it, but this isn't what people pay to come to watch. You know what I mean? People are coming to pay for sure now 100% or uh, not 100%. We don't say that on this show, but now for sure saying and seeing <laughs> 450 class is like the one that you want to see. Like that's what everybody's looking forward to. Right, exactly. I wish I wish it wasn't like that, honestly. I don't understand really? see, I like it. why it's such a weird... I don't understand why it's such a weird thing to realize. Like, oh, you know, the lights class isn't as is important or something. But dude, a 250F is hard to, to race and they're big bikes. And I kind of wish that both were kind of equal. I feel like it would be better for the sport. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, plus, some riders are just better on them. You know, it would be it'd be it'd be cool to watch some of these top dudes racing a 250F instead of a 450. Um, yeah. See, I wish they'd all be, race uh, one, like one. Like you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things to where for our sport, I think people get confused because we'll watch the 250 class and then they'll say, these are the best riders in the world. And then 15 minutes from then they'll have the 450 class and they'll say, these are the best riders in the world. And it's like, if you're just a casual fan, you're like, okay, who's better? The 250 guys or the 450 guys? Like who, you know what I mean? I agree. So it's confusing in yep. that aspect. I look at it. I, yeah. And I, I look at it more like, have you ever gone to a top fuel, like, um, like a drag racing event? Not a long um, time, but I know like funny like cars and top fuel cars. Like I know the difference. Yeah. So I personally think, you know, um, my family has a history of doing top field. My grandpa was a top field drag racer, okay. but it was cool because, you know, a friend of mine, Gary Selzy, he, um, he's top fuel 
champion or top field Jackson, but it was a, it was the funny car, but they didn't look at him as like something different. Right. It was a, it was its own huge thing. And it wasn't like, Oh, well he's not on a top fuel or whatever. Yeah. And, and you're right. I think, I think you would, it would be cool to have both right. Where, where you, they were all like, it was just, if you just treated it equally, right. Then you could say that they're the best 250 rider. They're the best for, these are the best 250 riders. These are the best 450 riders and you can have it be important. Yeah. Instead of making it seem like if you're on a 250F, you're just not good. You know, I mean, we make funny jokes about Davalos and all that stuff, but the truth is that's it's stupid. It shouldn't even be like that anyways. He should be just you have rocking choice. the 250 for his yeah. whole career, you know, and it should pay well and it should be a completely different gig. Um, yeah, because I mean, we have the outdoor series, that's sport, a national series, and it's like we should just treat yeah. the, treat the treat them the same. Like if you can do a national, if all the teams can go to a twelve rounds of nationals, they for sure can go to seventeen rounds of super. They're already pretty much going there anyways. So it's like just throw all the bikes on the right. rigs and go. Like you're already going there, especially now with this new schedule. If this sticks around, it's easier ever now than ever than to just make it one complete series, like one two fifty championship and one 450 championship like the rigs are already going there i mean star has half the parking lot anyways so just have them everybody right. just be there so dude i agree i, I, I agree. agree yeah It'd make I, the sport better yeah for sure i mean what's really making our sport better though let's be real is your saturday night ig stories <laughs> like i was telling oh daniel, god don't even get me started <laughs> i was telling daniel uh in indy i was like dude you need to get vincent on uh you need to just have him take over the main event moto like feed and go, <laughs> and go live like just make that a whole segment by itself that would be uh, absolutely hilarious i don't know if that would ever be a, a really really good thing um we I don't, I don't even know why it came to be like this but i mean it's hopefully most people realize that it's, it's just for fun dude i mean we're yeah we're having a good time people know that i i respect these racers a lot and I think that um, hopefully they they understand that it's not a hundred percent serious, but it, <laughs> it just became a thing where I just thought it would be a lot of fun to just have a comedic roast with these guys and having a bit of fun, but at the same time just creating character for these writers, and that's kind of what it is, you know, just calling them funny names, um, things that might be connected to them personally, but you know, nothing too seriously, you know, mean or discouraging to them, right? But, yeah. I, I think fun, it's a lot right? of fun because I just exactly, and I just started going live before the mains because the commercials on Peacock there wouldn't be a commercial, right? It would yeah, just be just a side lap or something showing the the sidelines of the track. So I just let's just go live, and then all of a sudden I realized that these people are having a more fun time talking shit on each other, and we're sitting there like making funny bets and and yeah. and making fun of our own names and making fun of other riders together and 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 calling out who's going to win and just having a good like pre-main um you know like just banter talk pre, with yeah, each pre, other yeah, and it's a little banter before the race starts and like everybody you're you're connecting people is what you're doing yeah like yeah and it's it was it's just funny that we're all we're all starting to remember who we are and, you know I, if anyone listens to me on the on the podcast on Daniel's podcast um I always make fun of French riders, you know, because I'm, you know, pro America and all that stuff. But, um, people will get in on the chat and start putting French flags and then other, other people on there are <laughs> making fun that. of them and wanting to get them kicked and all that stuff. And it's just, it's pretty fun. We're trying to, trying to make it bigger. And I, it's, it's just becoming a thing that, that, uh, if you want to come on in and, and, uh, be bored before the main and just start talking shit on everybody and everything and, 
and you're not, you know, you have some thick skin, well, come on by, dude. Like, Shut I don't care up. what you say to me or, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, you, you've tasted it a little bit. Oh, and, dude, uh, I mean, you me tried up, to jump dude. in. <laughs> lit me up. Dude, when you tried to jump in, I tried to join you on my live and everyone was talking shit on how you I were so loud. Like they, yeah, I couldn't get the flip because I was there <laughs> at the races and I couldn't get the damn thing to flip. It was pissing me off. Yeah. And nothing is funny, really funny to say. Like, like I'll remember what this person said. It's just kind of in the moment, and yeah, and like it's something that just disappears after it's done. But it's funny at the time, and and I think it's just cool. It's it's growing up. I think um, last week we had uh, almost two hundred people jump in on there, not at the same time, but I think just we had overall. like a constant eighty to a hundred hundred yeah. people on there just chatting it up and talk crap on each other, like just typical stuff. I always make fun of someone with their with a weird username. I don't understand why. Some of these people have the weirdest usernames on Instagram. Why can't it just Ban be em. a regular name, Kick you know? Ban them, bro. Kick them out of there Ban or em. just start talking shit, you know? Yeah. And um, you got Mama Blair involved this last weekend, dude. Like, she's, yeah, she, and she didn't it. know that her face was showing. Yeah, that was, that was great. Amazing. Did you tell Daniel yeah. about that? Yeah, he, he heard about it. He, he was, was laughing pretty hard. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things to where yeah. you got the voices down. I, I can't even mimic what you say. The shit you say, I can't even. Oh, like the voices are great. Like, I mean, I can only imagine. I don't think you did it on this IG story, but it's like when Tomac gets a shitty start. I think you need to like do a voiceover of what you think he's saying in his helmet because it's like, how do you go in your heat race, pull the whole shot, and then in the main you just shit the bed? So it's yeah, just- Tomac. So I I make fun of Tomac the most. I think just because he's the best, right? I yeah. think on paper we we always talk about it in the pre-race. You know. um, the preseason talk, we always, we always think, man, well, you can't, you can't rule out Tomac because he wins the most and all these things, but he never ends up pulling it off on the championship except for last year. Yeah. I mean, but, do you uh, think he honestly, wins last his year? number one problem if is if we didn't go seven rounds, Salt Lake, I personally, I personally, I personally say no, that if I it was too. normal season, yeah. he wouldn't have, um, he had the advantage of high altitude and, um, it was the same place, same thing. And I think Tomac, not not talking about outdoor, right? Because Tomac yeah. is is different than outdoor. You could tell that outdoor through right. the his, through history and through the past that Tomac has no problem winning a championship on the outdoors. And it's Daniel has always said it's because you can get a bad start on outdoor, right? You can get a bad start. You have enough time to get into the lead, and he's just so damn fast, right? That you'll catch him eventually. Will, and yeah. win, exactly, dude. And in Supercross, you can't quite do that because he isn't just so much faster than everybody as you can see and he still doesn't get good starts which blows my mind like if i was eli i would i would be straight up doing starts eight hours a day until you started getting whole shots because if tomac gets the whole shot i literally everyone knows he's probably gonna win. yeah right? he's so, definitely the, the most talented i would say well not the most talented kenny's really talented but i mean the guy yeah. Has never really lost a race. He gets a start in it. I think just one where Kenny got him here in Indy, but for the most part, Tomac's raw speed is it's pretty unmatched. I would say. Yeah, I I agree with that, and it's just the starts. And I've always said starts is smart, right? You have to be. Yeah. You have to have. Uh, you, you can't. I don't know. It was just a thing we would say. Starts are smart, and and I guess it just I started using that little lispy voice because it <laughs> so sounded funny. funny, and it just sounds. It just sounds dumb. So we would just use that. I don't know if you ever remember Jared Yadlicka. I can't even from, do uh, it, dude. It's so funny. I can't even do it. 
um, I, I invented me and Jared Yadlicka used to do that. I don't know if you remember him yeah, from uh, yeah. what's Elusive this graphic company called? Um, Elusive. Elusive Graphics. Yeah. Jared's bad. Yeah, he's a bad dude. We would do that all the time at the track, and it just kind of stuck on us. So yeah. I don't know if he ever if he's listening. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, up, and he did all my coatings on my KX125 project bike. So shout out to Apex Coatings and nice. and all those guys. Jared Yedlicka is a good dude. So um, yeah, super good dude. And we we would do that voice on everything, man. And <laughs> that's it, awesome. It's kind of stuck. So that's just the thing. God, just dude. Just like, thing. So any 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 rider is 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 subject to that voice. If you if you mess up enough out there, that's a bonehead. You voice. know, that's no one stays. It's just a bonehead voice. Like if you're just being a bonehead and it just seems that Barsha and Tomac tend to do it the most, you know? Yeah. So they inherited it. <laughs> Are you blocked by uh Vince freeze? Um, I feel like, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like really, yeah, I, don't know. I, I see. I, I haven't really had any, no, any crazy. You don't tag crazy, him a lot. Though, uh, huh? You don't like tag him that much. Or ever. You no, I don't tag time. anyone. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to. I'm, I don't want to start any, anything right. with anybody, and I also don't want to cause any mental um, distraction from them either. I'm, you know, just as a rider to another rider. This, like I said, this is all just for. It's just a comedic roast on riders. And yeah. I mean, if you want to get into it with Vince Priest, I'm sure he gets enough of it. Oh yeah. And um, as much as we make fun of him and dude, if I was a racer, I would be so I'd upset throw my phone away. Too. I'd throw my phone away. Like I wouldn't even go yeah, on my phone. But the truth is the dude, the dude tries so hard, right? He works hard. Yeah. He's not a bad racer either. No, but I mean, he's a he's number just, 40. He, like he's, he's a good dude in the 450 class. Yeah. He's got a successful career in the sport. It's just, it's just one thing after another. You realize that, that his style of riding is very clashy when it comes to other guys because you think he overrides the bike. Quite you think he's the, trying to override the bike a little bit. N- no, I just think that his speed and his level isn't quite where the top guys are, and he always gets really good starts. Yeah, you know, he gets amazing starts. So imagine if you're just you know a second off or a half a second off, and you really, really, really want to win, you're gonna do whatever you can. Like you, yeah. you can't like get mad at the dude for trying to hold off these guys when, but we as fans are like, dude, get out of the way. Cause so, we just know that he's not going to beat these guys, but he wants to. Yeah. And I that's mean, where the sure. clash happens. That's where the clash happens. Do you think the equipment you know, that he's on is too being, good for him? Like, do you think he's on too good of equipment? So like his confidence goes up a little bit cause he's on such good equipment. Um, I mean, maybe, but I mean, I, I don't know if Tony Alessi's team is, is like, I mean, I, they get factories. Is he the only rider with uh, a 2021 yeah. Honda on that team? I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So he's testing I mean, all of no, it, and I'm they just, just they didn't have enough. They couldn't get enough bikes from Honda and enough parts for everybody to be on 21s. And Vince is like a really right. good test rider, I guess. So they're having him kind of yeah. tweak the bike so they can get everything's dialed in for next year. Mm-hmm. So. It's just, dude, we live in a we live in a meme world. We do, you know, yeah, where me, memes meme is life, dude, and. And Vince Priest is just one of those guys that makes it easy to, to put on memes and and you feel bad for the guy, but then after like the sixth time when when you're not even on your bike and you're land and the bike's landing on people, you you start to wonder and yeah. you're like, Man, maybe maybe just cool off a little bit and we watched last week, I don't know, 
if he thought of it or whatever, but he, when he got that blue flag, he, 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 did, he did what you're supposed to do. Yeah. He got over, let those guys through, didn't cause any chaos. And I mean, I don't even know what he finished, but he's 15th. always in the top 10, you know? So yeah, he got 15th. Oh, he was in 15. Okay. Yeah. Some, something must have happened to him. I mean, he's he really got, doing better than that. And yeah, I mean, he's got nine, he's got top tens. He's got, you know, monster cup. He's got fourth. Um, he's got a seventh at monster cup. He's got a ninth at salt lake before. Like the dude, yeah, man, the I would, I would love, I would love that. Yeah, I mean, he's making good money. Yeah, like, he's making six figures right now for sure, riding his dirt bike, absolutely. not being a top guy. So, yeah. I mean, he's 17th and, in points. And healthy, too. So, that's really good to be 17th in points. Like, once Chisholm retires, he'll get probably, if he stays around his, uh, for Chisholm to retire, he'll get Chisholm's number probably. Um, yeah. Well, that's funny about Chisholm, man, because I watch him, and he, he'll get in the heat sometimes, but he's usually in the LCQs. Yep. And not, not saying that's a bad thing or anything, man. I lived in the LCQs. And, um, I remember it was 2010. It was the last year I raced Supercross. I was on a Cali 450 at San Francisco and I was in the LCQ and I was rocking third place and me and, uh, leader, I think kind of ran into each other. Chisholm caught up to us. Sleater goes down. Chisholm passes me. And I, I went into, um, I was back in the third and then some other like, top dude i don't know who it was on whatever team ended up passing me but it was funny because i watched chisholm and he's still like right there Mm -hmm. in in that mix of like barely getting in the mains like usually sometimes get you know a good finish in the heat or whatever but it's just um it's funny because that was that was 11 years ago right just still grinding chisholm is still there grinding right there trying to get in those mains he's not he's never been one of those guys he's always in the main no matter what and it's just it just blows my mind i don't know if i would have ever gone that long like man i gotta i gotta figure something out so props to him but at the same time it's like man crazy, um, right? i hope he's doing well <laughs> you know yeah it's just crazy well i mean he's you know got... like you don't go ahead you don't make good money unless you're you know killing it in the sport and i mean really killing it so yeah. he's got ricky <sighs> fowler on the graphics so how much do you think ricky's paying him <laughs> I don't know. It's, That's actually interesting. I wish we could find out about that. I should hit him up. Yeah, just him. it'd be cool to see uh, Ricky do some more uh, PR for Supercross. Because like, would be dope is if he'd go golf with him. That'd be extremely fun. I believe that's what I would want to do. Ricky <laughs> Chiz play golf. I think quite a bit. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, because I mean they're both in Florida, so like they play. I think they play probably once a week. I bet because the one guy used to work who. Chisholm and Fowler, they play quite a bit together. But uh Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, cuz I Derek Almy, I used to work with him at Fox and I think he plays with them sometimes too, but uh, they play I bet I would bet they probably play together once a week. But yes. Wow, that's they're great. always playing. Um Lucky. But yeah. Um what was I going to say? So, speaking of just guys that are still doing it, he's not riding a dirt bike anymore, but Daniel, I mean, did you ever think he'd be behind the mic on NBC sports talking about supercross dude. Honestly, I did or him doing something like that because he was that guy that would always do commentating. It was funny. Um, he would always mute the races on TV and pretend that he was a commentator. So I always like make fun of him. Yeah, man. I mean, even when like little kids, we had toy dirt bikes and shit. Yeah. He would commentate like he, he was Art Ekman or David Bailey and, and, um, 
pretend that he was one of those guys. He would do it all the time, man. He's always been really excellent at being off the cuff and really. And he also does his work too. He he yeah yeah he, he puts in the, he puts he, in the time. He, yeah he he he's he can get the stats in. He can, and, and he's quick with it. And I don't know. I just it's funny. I've always thought that he was uh, gonna do something like this. Like I mean. It's, I'm not surprised. Let's just say that I'm not surprised he ended up being there, being up there. Yeah, good for him too. Did you ever think he'd be like mm-hmm. working concession stands and like cleaning tough blocks and taking tickets too? Like just doing it all? <laughs> no, I don't know. Honestly, I, I I gave him props just for racing long enough. I kept telling him, dude, you need to you need you need to give it up, bro. Get a real job so you can take care of that family. But I'm I'm proud of him now and starting his own business and stuff like that. So. Yeah, he's you know, crushing it with Eagle Grip. I'm just crushing it with Eagle Grip. Uh, yeah, we're actually in the works of trying to do something golf related too. Yeah, uh, he told me about it. And, yeah, that'd be yeah, really cool. It's if a that great idea. Out. I think it'd be be That's cool to have some sort idea. of cleaning solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because most people just use wet towels and you're just rubbing dirt and grease all over your your well, clubs I, and your grips. And I stuff. hate when they get wet and rubbery, and then like the black gets on your hands. You know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. when you have bad when yeah. you have bad tape. So it's like. When he mm-hmm. told me about that, I was like, "Dude, that'd be super impressive!" Like, because I know you you're friends mm-hmm. with Cole, and Cole's dad's at Cobra. So, if that all works out, that'd be really yeah. cool. I'm trying to yeah, get him. The, I'm trying to get him they, some stuff we, going at WPS too. So I hope that works out for him too. Oh, cool! That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we gave him some of the wipes, and they loved it. And I I would go to the golf course. I was a member at a course near my house, and I would just let people I played with try them out, and they they couldn't believe how amazing. The, the the club heads were you get it gets the grease and the dirt out in the it just makes them less slippery right yeah so it's a good grip in your hands and and it and it's not bad on your hands either so um I feel like we're onto something but he's Daniel's just so busy right so it's yeah. gonna take time well Daniel mentioned to me something about you he said like you're very like passionate about something like when you get onto something like you you go a hundred miles an hour and you're all in so like for you oh yeah I'm OCD. So for you, do you look back and think if you would have done that with Moto, do you think it would be a different career for you? Probably, yeah, for sure. I I, I don't know. It, I don't like, know. When did it happen for you? Did that happen after like high school or college? Like when did you like get more OCD? Um, I kind of always had that that thing going on. Okay. With me, I was just very OCD about things. But with motocross, I would be OCD. I would be feeling amazing i'd be be in the gym training and and then and then an injury would happen and it would just you know just a punch right into the gut and um i'd have to start all over and start all over and start all over and it just kind of wore on me so maybe i just wasn't in love with the sport enough to to deal with those things mixed with some of the the weird unlucky because i'm not the guy who's gonna say oh man i'm he and i had a hard time and all that stuff because i know a lot of people have a hard time in the sport, right? And they, they yeah. have to deal with their, their battles. But for me personally, I think I just didn't love the sport enough. I was the little brother that decided to ride dirt bikes because my, my older brother did, right? Right. And that's why I love Malcolm so much because, I mean, look at him. Man. He's on Factory Yamaha. He's just right there in the top five. I mean, a podium is just, it, it's so close to him. I and being a little brother that had to inherit I know me too. I'm, I'm a big Mookie fan, but it, it's just for me, 
And anytime anything happened, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm out of here. Like I quit the sport so many damn times, but then I ended up coming back cause I didn't have anything else. Right. Yep. Um, that's why I got into music and that's why I got into yeah, everything. But, um, yeah, I just, I want to, I want to blame, I blame myself that I didn't get as far in the sport only because I just didn't love it enough right. to deal with the battles that the sport comes, comes with. Yeah. It's, no, that makes sense. not enough. Yeah. Oh, where on you? I mean, there's a lot of fast kids is like amateurs that just, it, they can never get out of their own way and it, it kind of, they could have been phenoms, but you know, just one thing after another, you know, Brad Frazee is one of them that was really good and got hurt. Uh, I believe it like Whitney O'Kill and he, he hangs out with Bogle a lot. And like, he was, I think one of those guys that was coming up and just, you have some of these energy, energy injuries and it just, I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you just, it ruins everything for you. Like it's crazy. Um, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? You just got to move on. And I think for you, you found something in the medical field and you crushed it and now you're in the golf world and it seems like you're uh decent at that too. Yeah. So I think Mike Mason's got you covered, I, but it uh, seems like you're doing pretty good. Yeah, Mason, Mason's been playing for a long time. He's helped me out a lot trying to get me to figure out how to play the sport. But at, but I'm, I'm way more into like the numbers and the data and all that stuff. And, yeah. and he laughs at me on how, how, how like OCD I am about everything. But dude, with golf, dude, 1% change can, can really make you round. So it's a little bit different than Moto. You can't just wash out in a corner still win a race dude if you blow a hole it's over so you right. got to be pretty on top of your your game in order to to play well over and over and over but my the one thing i loved about golf was it was kind of like moto where you're your own it's your own sport you're not really relying on anyone unless you're playing right. like a team match or something but golf in general it's just you versus them but then it's also kind of weird because you're actually playing the course the the weird respect and the weird etiquette that these people have with each other, right? You could be going against someone that you're trying to beat, but they'll say, you know, good shot right after because the truth is you're kind of going against the course. Yeah. And y- there's nothing you can do to stop someone from playing a good round. So why would you just, you know, be a dick about it? It's it's a, it's a, it's a cool scenario, and I, I kind of fell in love with that. And then at the same time, it's just such a cool sport, especially for my kids. You know me, I'm only five foot eight. So right. with my kids um, growing up, they're going to be, they're not going to be the best basketball players. They're not going to be best baseball or any of those things. Cause most football or whatever, they're, there's going to be those taller kids. And yeah, they're gonna be little like, guys. Dude, golf, golf is golf's pretty dope. And you know, you can play that shit when you're 80 years old and you know, you, when you go to the golf course, you know, you're going to be driving home. Most likely <laughs> you're not going to end up in a hospital and yeah, unless you drink too much or something. But, the last it's place just, guy, it's a the last place guy in golf makes seven figures. You know what I mean? The last place guy in a four fifty yeah. main makes two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you if you qualify in the top one hundred and twenty five in the FedEx Cup that year, if you're a PGA Tour pro and you and you get your card the next year, you're usually making over a million. Yeah, and all you have to do is personally. show up. <laughs> yeah, dude. If you made the cut over and over and over, I mean. You get last and you make the cut. I think it's like seventy grand that week, right. just in purse money. So it's just it's a it's a completely different sport, bro. And yeah, I'm like, all right, I got to get my kids into this and get them off the dirt bikes. But here I am, you know, take them out to the track and riding out in the mud, dude, and getting all dirty. Now I got to teach them how to wash their bikes. Yeah, big, I ain't you got them. Big Mike yelling at you. Put them yeah, dude, up. I ain't. <laughs> yeah, 
we built like a little pump track. It's you know the Stasics aren't the best bikes for dirt bike tracks, but yeah. we built like a little tiny BMX style motocross track, and they love it, man. And it's good because it makes them tired, it makes them go to sleep early, and that'd be good. Also, that'd be good for them. They get hurt too. Gives a little them, bit. Gives them something to look forward to on the you know during the day, and then if they keep doing it yeah. during. Uh, during school, like that's gonna be something like, hey, if you don't have good grades, like I'm taking your Stasic away. You know what I mean? Like, so that's kind of exactly a good drive factor. Oh yeah, I've done it parenting. before. Oh yeah, and and what's cool is so when they crash and if they get hurt or anything like that, it's not like on a dirt bike, right? They get back up and they got little scrapes and bruises and whatnot, but it's not too crazy for for uh, for them, and and I'm okay with that, right? I'm not, I wouldn't stop them from doing anything, obviously, but. Yeah. I'm just not going to promote it. Like, hey, man, this, you is, go what to they do, this, this is what yeah. you could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, right? They had a Stasic class. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be funny. Um, So, like, Sacred. speaking of Stasics, right? Like, your kids are six and four, six, five. What, like, what are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, for us. Geo turned ha- seven in May and then Ollie's four. Yeah. So, like, we didn't have that growing up. So, like, what do you think are some crazy differences from not, from today's world compared to, like, when you and I grew up? Besides just the stasis, like the racing, even the racing too. Man, I I don't know. I don't think I was talking to Daniel about this, but dude, I forget who it was. But we will always we always say that. I'm sure every dad says this. Man, if only I had what you guys had right. have when when we were kids. Right? These bikes are so crazy. If I was a little kid and I had one of these things, I would probably never get off of it. You know? Yeah. Um, and now that they have those KTM fifties and they're, and they're electric, it's just, they're sick little bikes. I mean, we grew up on PWs, man. And those were the sick frames bikes, would right? break. Yeah. The frames would break when you jumped them. Dude, everything. They weren't even fast. They had horrible suspension. I mean, that's why you see some of these kids are unbelievably good on a dirt bike. And you know, the technology is good too, bro. I mean, they're, you get, you put a talented kid with some drive and a, and a dad that knows what the hell he's doing on the, on this bike. And you're going to see some crazy skill come out of these young kids. Right. Um, something that we probably never could do, even if we were just as talented, you know? So you think the the future is strong is what you're thinking. Like you think these kids coming Mm -hmm. up, there's going to be some gnarly dudes coming up or do you think it's going to be the same where like they kind of weed out, you're going to get your two or three, or do you think we're going to have like five or 10 coming every so often i mean uh the vincent in me that wishes that there was more than one female i i personally believe as much as i love james stewart and carmichael and even pastrana like those those phenom kids villapoto um who dominate so bad dungy um over and over and over i mean to me that's not as good for the sport just right. because when you have that, it's it's kind of boring to watch. Like you know he's going to win, um, but at the same time, they always revolution the revolutionize the sport a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. They they change things. James Stewart changed the sport. Carmichael changed the sport. It turned it into a different sport. McGrath changed Supercross forever, right. right? And maybe maybe like me versus McGrath at when we were both fifteen years old or sixteen or seventeen might have been equal, but I was a generation behind, right? I learned from that. Mm-hmm. So yes, I hope that there are like phenom types, but I really, really hope there isn't just one. 
I hope there's a bunch coming in. Because, I mean, can you imagine if the lights class right now was, was stacked to where getting top 10 was just was a was an accomplishment in and of itself, you know, where yeah. 10 guys that could win, that would be amazing for the sport. Incredible for it. I, I, um, and I, I think that's why this year is hyped up even more, just because we're like, who's going to win tonight? Yeah, you know? I, I agree. And Anyone I think it's, can. I think that's kind of the direction. I don't know how it will work because, like, Chase got – I think Chase landed at the perfect time to where he got to go 450 early. But I almost wish we right. almost made it to where that was, like, a thing. Like, where Jet Jet will be three years, 250, two and a half, boom, 450. You know, Craig should be 450 next year. Jeremy Martin should be 450 next year. Like, I think we're starting to see a pattern now where the talent's going to start to – window away a little bit in the 250 Move class up quicker yeah and it's yeah gonna, and we're gonna just have a lot more talent in 450 like the privateers are gonna slowly get moved out unfortunately which sucks but for our sport mm-hmm. we need that we need more guys that are marketable in the 450 class um because right. you know unfortunately that's just where the money is like we need guys that are running 15th to have an instagram and a social presence and you know what i mean need to be and then two weeks later, they can be winning. It's just we need that in our sport. It just makes it to where you just don't know where you're going to get to. Where, like you said, every weekend you kind of knew, okay, Ricky's going to be here, James is going to be here. You know, we kind of we kind of yeah, had exactly. that. We kind of had that, but now we just saw it. We've seen it already. You know, Tomac freaking first round out. I got like twelfth or something, and then he wins one two weeks later. So it's, or two rounds later or whatever. So I think that would be good yeah, for our sport. The fact that sure. you. The- the fact that you can win a round and then get 10th again, you know, the next week is like, oh, shoot, you know, that's that's pretty stacked, bro. Yeah. You are in a tough class. Yeah. And I, I wish mean, I like, I wish the 250s were like that too. I wish there wasn't a limit on the 250 class, right? Tomax went 13, um, 1, 5, 2, 3, 7, 5. And he's sitting, and he's sitting third in points. That is crazy, man. That is insane. So let me ask you this. Like, okay, so I just rambled it off. I'll say it again. Okay, so he went 13, 1, 5, 2, 3, 7, 5. Yeah, but round one was kind of weird for him. Everybody round one was that weird. Was a Houston, bad... Nobody knew what Houston one yeah. was going to bring. Everybody kind of was that thing. But for you, we're seven rounds down, right? Like, when is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So yeah, we're going into round eight this Saturday. Dude, like, what do you mm-hmm. think is going to happen? Do you think. Kenny's going to be able to hold together. I mean, we're not even halfway. We just reached pretty much halfway. Not even halfway, no. Saturday will be halfway, pretty much. Round eight. Like, everybody says the season starts after Daytona. So, do you think that's... We got one Orlando this weekend, then we got a week break, and then we got Daytona. So, do you feel after Daytona, we're really going to see this championship and who our front... Or do you feel like the front runner guys are already starting to pop up? Like, your Rocks and your Tomac and your Web. Like, do you feel like those are the only three guys that can go for a championship right now? Yeah, I, I want to say, like I said, I think that this championship is, is Roxon's to win. Okay. He's showing that he has the mental capacity to to be there. It's almost like ha- he's almost playing Dungy's playbook, right? You know what? He could easily get a second. Um, he, he'll accept a second place, but him riding like that is actually helping him win, which is very interesting. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I think right now with with the way things are are, I would say I would say it's pretty safe to say that Roxon is probably gonna um, be the guy everyone's trying to beat. 
um, only because he's just been consistent, right? He hasn't had those random 13ths or anything like that, right? He's just there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what happens. It just happens every 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 year. Just get, starts dwindling down to the guys who are probably gonna be the better the better ones. Um, you'll so, still have some outliers though, right? There. Yeah. You know, anyone can still win win win. And I want to see Anderson win one. Stuff, like I bet you twenty bucks. I thought he was gonna win one. I know you. I know you were betting. I was so <laughs> bummed because so like, he looks so good in practice, so good in his heat, and then he just comes out and shits the bed and gets a Tomac start. Like bum me out. Yeah. Um, but like, dude, just so, so just a funny, heads up. Man. So Roxon last year went six, one, two, one, three, six, three, two, one. So wow, that was la- like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So yeah, like he was pretty consistent last year and then we kind of saw him shit the bed at the end of the season. So, um, okay. okay. So you think that might happen again? I don't know. I hope not. I don't want it to. But I'm just saying, he started off last year pretty good. Like he went six one two one three six three two one. So I mean, he was yeah. pretty consistent, and that we're falling right on the same dates. Like we're going into February 29th, where he won in Atlanta last year, and then a week break, and then we went to Daytona, and he got second. And then after Daytona, right. it kind of he had a few good Daytona, races. I see, I see Tomac and Osborne doing really well at Daytona. Obviously, yeah. I'm more shocked on how how Osborne has been this year. I thought he would be better. Um, I agree. I think I thought he would have been winning. He was going to already win a race already. Yeah, or at least be a front runner. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he's been so all over the board. But he starts. Yeah, it starts are huge. Starts, yep. start. And I think starts are was, so huge when you have so many guys. Let's see. Yeah, dude, he's went ten, ten, nine, five, seven, ten, three. So we'll see if he Ouch. starts getting on a roll because, like, this is kind of what happened to him last year. He when he got a podium, he started getting on a roll. So, um, I think he needs that. He needs that confidence. Um, and a lot of you know your brothers mentioned it. A lot of people have mentioned it. There's there's no Bobby Hewitt over there at Husky this year. You know what I mean? So it's I don't know if the team dynamic mm-hmm. is different. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I've ta- I've talked to Dean Wilson's mechanic. I've had him on the show. It was a really good episode. He says the team morale is really fun over there. Still really good. So. I don't know if that's an issue or not, but I would hope not. I don't think it is, but it's just kind of you look at Anderson, you look at Osborne, um, you look at their 250 guys. Like it just, they haven't, that Husky team was a top running team and now they're just kind of settling in. They're not really um, lighting the world on fire. Yeah, and that's kind of a bummer because that team was always pretty pretty on fire. But I'm looking at the points right now and and for 450 and yeah. Webb can easily... You know, this isn't over for Roxon. No, right? definitely. Um, no, for sure. But I still agree. I still believe that he's the guy that is everyone's chasing after, right? He's proving. And I mean, that's why he has the red plate, right? Um, Barsha, um, I thought he was going to be that guy, but then he just—he's a one-man, one-man band, dude. He can only get it once, I guess. One DNF, um, one DNF out of these top three guys, and we have a series back in our hands. Because the top three, like if you're yeah. looking at the points, the top three are kind of taken off. You can kind of see it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. AC, DNF, um, yeah, AC's too far back. In dude, fourth, last like weekend that. hurt him, dude. Tenth last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't. He's just. Um, he's not quite there yet. No, he's still fighting an injury. Um, so once he gets to 100, mm-hmm. percent but yeah, he's still fighting his elbow for sure. Um, 
I think once he gets everything dialed in there later here in the season, he I could see a win out of him before the year's over. Um, yeah, I think sure. he's. I think he. Who do you think gets on a win first? Him, Osborne, or mm, I don't know another guy, or Marvin. Him, Osborne, or Marvin. Who do you think gets a win first? Um, so AC Osborne, Marvin. Osborne, dude. Well, AC proved that if he gets a good start in the main, he still kind of doesn't get it. Right. But Osborne, dude, that dude, that dude charges from the back of the pack. He's charged um, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. If he can get a top three start, top, you know, and a couple times and, and get used to that beginning speed, I, I feel like he would, he would be the guy first, I would say. I put, I put my money on Osborne. So, you know, put me three glasses of wine. Um, Ooh. and all hyped up on a Saturday night, I'll start yelling like, you know, other people to get that podium, dude. Don't be betting on me, betting against me when I'm when I'm buzzed, dude. Don't take advantage of me, bro. I'm not. Don't do it. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> um, so speaking of points, yeah, uh, check out two fifty. We got Colt above Craig. So Craig's still in it. Joe's back there. Joe's out. Jet's out. Um. But I mean, Jet just got another win, so we got ten week ten week break, two rounds left. I mean, does Colt pull this off? I mean, he's handsome. He he would look good on a poster. He's gorgeous. Um, he, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm I'm proud of uh, Christian Craig's performance. At first, I thought like, why is his hand hurt? I watched his crash and. It was so odd. Like, why is his hand so bad? And he said, he, I don't know if you saw the picture he posted of it all swollen. That's uh-huh. insane. And that's his throttle hand, right? I, um, I didn't see the photo. But. Christian, oh, it was swollen up like crazy. So the fact that he was able to get on the podium and salvage that is very cool. And to me, that shows championship like mentality. Like, I'm, I'm not going to just throw this away. Um, but I think, you know, one or two more rounds. If, if he gets a third and Colt gets a couple, you know, gets a win here and there, whatever, and just keeps that, then it's pretty much home free for, for Colt. Unless, some, like you said, any, I mean, anything can happen, but if it keeps hap- going on this way. And it also, since we have Moseman and yeah. Boland and all these dudes that are Forkner, right, they're not there anymore, it's pretty easy for those guys to get up into the top five. Yeah. So, even if Colt goes down in the first turn, dude, he's probably going to end up in third like he did. Yeah, or, he did yeah. go down. He did he, go down and call all the way up to third. And he might yeah, even got so, second if him and uh, Lawrence didn't goof off with each other. Well, it was more Jet than it was Colt, but if Jet didn't really mess yeah, with him, Yeah, Jet Colt was kind of holding the show on him. Yeah. 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 Colt could have oh, gone man, for yeah. sure. I mean, the life dynamic is crazy because it's shorter and, and it's a lot easier to be up front. So, um... Yeah, Colt Colt's got a little cush, so it's just. I mean, I always it's it's very easy for me. I always feel like there's that guy who is gonna win, and and you just know that everyone's going after him, and just Colt seems like he's that guy, right? He's he's proven that he can pass Christian Craig, who's or Jet, who's right there. Like those are that's his competition in this in this series, right? Is Craig and Lawrence? Right. And Colt's been able to get by both of them pretty easily. And and dominate. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say if I put money on it, I want to say that uh, Colt wins the championship for sure. 
Okay. So Craig isn't going to just let him have it either. No, so. no. I mean, I mean, where would Vincent Blair be right now if he was racing like ninth right there? Like, would Thomas Doe? Would he be up front? Would he be running? Running top? Dude, teams? I'd be taking out Thomas. <laughs> I'd be taking out Dew all day long, bro. Dude, be on the in the poop. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, uh, for me, I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's a different world. No, I, I feel like it was so much more stacked back in the day. It was hard to make mains, but maybe I just sucked on a dirt bike. No. I don't know. I mean, possibly, uh, but these guys, these guys, um, it's good for these know. guys. Yeah, I think you're right. Good for their confidence, uh, right? To kind of see, you know, kind of get some spotlight a little bit on them. Maybe, hopefully, get some more sponsors next year in the 250. You know what I mean? To say, hey, like Kevin Rand, he's yeah, 11th in points right now. I've, I've always thought it would be so cool for these factory teams to offer, like, you know, just here ride one of our practice bikes. Yeah, and we're not going to pay you anything, but you can, you can, we'll put your number on this bike, and you can ride out of our pit, and and like, it, how cool would it be if every single team gave one privateer a spot there? I mean, you'd, you'd have you know fifteen spots or so. Yeah, just have the bike on the track. He was just yeah. I don't understand why like these these guys like they have thirty bikes and crates that they never open, and you could easily just put another number on there and let this dude like race supercross for free under their tent and enjoy that and it'd be good for their team too you know i'm not saying it's like a welfare ride or anything because these guys are great riders and they're doing the work and they're trying to get the sponsors but you know how amazing it would be if they can just get on one of their practice bikes or something i mean yeah like thomas doe is a champion in europe like he easily could have hopped on those bikes exactly and exactly done pretty decent on it yeah why isn't he on ktm yep i agree why why can't he just have you know ride one of their practice bikes and ride on the test track with them? I don't understand that. I still don't understand that. Yeah, we'll probably never know why. I it's, mean, maybe Daniel can ask TK Tyler Keep and see if we can get an answer on that. But it just seems like I always theory craft with Daniel about stuff, and we we get into it and into it and into it. But we just know that it'll never probably change with no, the way won't. that it's ran and 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 the people that are so old school and these team managers that are just around forever. Right? There's there's no um, innovation yeah. um, involved. It's just the status quo over and over every single year. And people are bored. They're getting bored. And and they just need, I, I've always felt like they just needed to do something different, something better, make the sport cooler, you know, because those stadiums are, I mean, this is COVID year, but it is dwindling, right? It is, it is, there's less people there. Yeah. I think the year before that, before COVID, it was pretty empty at Oakland, and we went there. I was actually kind of shocked. Yeah, um, we definitely need to do some stuff, and I, I'm hoping with these Tuesday races, it will it will turn it around to where it's um, a little better. So I think that will yeah. be one of those things to where we this might get us over the hump a little bit. Like you know, those ratings came out, and they said there was 800. I believe 800 viewers or something. That was just the TV. Like that's not even the streaming numbers. Like your brother said that they don't even get to see the streaming numbers. So we don't even know what was streamed on Peacock. That was all just TV numbers. So um, okay. it'd be interesting to see what the streaming numbers were because they can't even see that data. So, um, yeah. but before I let you go real quick, just uh, Scott Sports USA is a big sponsor of the show. Huge shout out to Janalfi, Knowles, and Primo. Thank you to those guys. They have the new What up, dude? What up, boys? Uh we they have the new Pro Circuit 30 year anniversary that just dropped a couple weeks ago. So check that out, your local dealer. Um widest lens on the market, 50 millimeters, light sensitive lens. 
all made in the USA. So check out Scott Goggles, scottsportsusa.com, scottsportsusa on Instagram. So um, for me, Vincent, Scott Sports Subject, who do you think wins round one of the 250 West Coast race at Orlando this weekend? You got Jeremy Martin. West? Yeah, you got Jeremy Martin. You got Jordan Smith. You got uh, McAdoo. March Banks, McAdoo. Um, Carson Mumford, Coop. Justin, Cooper, uh, Justin Cooper's still a little injured. I, I think he's racing, but I don't think he'll be he 100%. Is, huh? Yeah, he'll be, he won't he be 100%. Hmm. Dude, I don't know, honestly. McAdoo could pull it off, but he, he might not at the same time, you know? <laughs> that have, guy. You, have you seen his chick? <laughs> no. What is he? A mon- it was a monster? No, she's monster a singer. Girl or something. She's, a singer. she's Chase X, Sexton's ex-girlfriend, but she's hot. Oh, my God. Those guys, they need to start moving on. Dude, it's, just, it's just a web ro- and rock. It's, it's a rolling and- door, dude. It's a revolving door. <laughs> Jesus. Just I would not want to be all about that. Um, um, I'm going to go, go, go with Jeremy Martin. Oh, my God. Me too. I was just going to say Martin, but it could be McAdoo too, man. And dude, as soon as McAdoo gets things completely dialed, I feel like he's going to be insanely good, right? Have you seen Alex Martin riding? Personally. Dude, Alex Martin is looking good. Uh, granted, he puts thousands of laps on yeah. in Florida, but dude, if he gets a start, he could be a threat. Oh, for sure. Always. Just the whoops. I'm, it I'm depends how big the whoops on, are. On, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool about how how it came along for him. Um, yeah, because he was racing but, like yeah, he, you were getting out of it. Like he's been in the, a lot of people forget. Like mm-hmm. they give Marty Davolo shit, but Martin's been in the sport a long time as a two fifty rider. Al- I Alex know. Has. I was gonna Alex say has. he's a little. Uh huh. He's the same thing as Davolo, so just filling it. Yeah. So a lot of people give uh, Martin shit, but. No disrespect to Alex, like he's uh, he's an awesome dude, but he's he's been in the troll the troll train's been lurking in the two fifty class for a long time. That's true. I, I'll pick Martin now, and then Saturday when I'm buzzing, I'll do. Yeah, I'm excited to go live, and I'll probably bet you somebody once you go live, dude. You know who right. you know who fell off the map this year? Who? Justin Hill. Oh yeah. Have you heard anything? Yeah. No, I mean he's doing stuff with his brother, right? They do the, like the jumps and the tricks and the they do those like moto videos and yeah, I heard he's. I follow both of them on Insta. I don't really, I don't really know all the way. Uh, it almost feels like they kind of go in the Josh Hansen route, you know, um, where you're in the sport still and you're pretty well well into it, but you're not racing. I don't know. It, it is a weird, it is weird. And plus, wasn't he on JGR? And yeah, then he JGR was on JGR. Went, yep. Yeah, so maybe it was just bad timing. I don't know. That's actually a he was JGR, and then he went MCR, and then MCR had a contract for him. He didn't sign it, and then nobody knew what he was going to do. And then he was supposed to ride for JMC Husky, I think. And then I guess that must have fell through. And then hmm. um, as of right now, I don't think he's got anything going because he hasn't posted anything. Um. You know who did just post something is Ty Masterpool. Ty Masterpool just posted that he's going to ride the AEO gas gas bike. So it'll be interesting oh, to see okay. how Ty does. Um, you don't haven't heard much from him. He lost his star ride after he crushed it in the outdoors. So he's got to have a chip on yeah. his shoulder. But for sure. Okay. Well, um, you got anything else? Anybody you want to shout out? Anybody you want to thank? 
no, I don't know. As far as the sport goes, um, I'm not really connected with too many. It was funny. We actually, you talk about Scott Goggles and like my, my, uh, my brother too. Like Scott is so cool. I feel like they're the most loyal sponsors ever. I, I think that was my very first sponsor I ever had, even when I was 65, you know, when you like email your resume or not email, you mail your resume. And they, I think my very first sponsor was like a 50% off deal for like the first, you know, 10 goggles or some, some weird little sponsor. But dude, I was with Scott till the end. I mean, there was that one year I was with Utopia, but um, that was part of the team kind of gig. It wasn't like a thing that we chose, you know? Um, But anytime I was, we were on our own, own deal. Scott was always there to take care of us. And it's just funny how long, like uh, you asked Daniel too, the first sponsor or the longest sponsor you ever had, he he would definitely say Scott goggles. Yeah. Um, Those guys are rad. They are, they're so rad. And, and, and and for long term, I mean, how many people have they gone through business, you know, taking over their, their company or being a part of, you know, repping and whatever. And every single person, they were so cool. They always kept sponsors with older riders. If someone new came in or whatever, um, they're just good people. Yeah. Um, Knowles has been there forever too. That's just crazy. Like you see a lot of turn of our sport and Knowles and Primo have been there for a long time. And now, you know, Dave's been going on quite a long time too, but, but Knowles is, he was prepping Chad Reed's graphic or goggles back in Oh three Oh four. And now he's prepping Austin Forkner's yeah, dude. goggles. You know yeah. I mean? It's, it's cool, man. Yeah, I remember Dinolfi started doing that Scott stuff. I know you said graphics, but I think when, uh, when Scott had that gear, the gear line going on for a while, which yeah. was actually pretty good gear. I have a couple sets of it. I have, um, I think I have your jersey in my closet. I think, I think it's either Scott or No Fear. I can't remember. I have you and your brother. Mm. I have both of your guys' jerseys. I just don't remember which ones they were. I think they're No Fear. Yeah, I, I, I got a ton of No Fear gear. I, I remember throwing that stuff all over the place. I only had two sets of Scott gear, and that was after I was racing. I was just riding for fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just I'll give a shout out to Scott goggles those guys were amazing and they're good people i feel like they're all over the place and and for a good reason too yeah no they're crushing it and they're gonna try to get more in the grassroots to stuff like i just did a uh a little indoor arena cross series last weekend greenville ax up in western kentucky at the uh molenberg county ag center and like dude they it was snowing and icing and they had over like 300 entries like the sport is strong right now. People are wanting to race. And uh huge shout out to the, the Cox yeah. family. They they're crushing right now. If you guys haven't been to that that series yet, if you live anywhere near Kentucky, definitely go check it out on Saturday nights. The it's it's a really good time. So huge thanks to them. Huge thanks to you. I really appreciate you making the time coming on. Um Yeah, man. I Can like, I make one more shout out actually? Of course. Let's dude, just ramble. I want you All to right. ramble. Um, I want you to drink wine. I want you to just get loose. Just, I can't. I gotta work tomorrow, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Um, it. Speaking of like, yeah, getting loose. I mean, you know, you know me when we play Call of Duty. But uh, I don't know if any if any of you guys are Call of Duty fans. You know, me and Triple J here are are the first time winners of a, a tournament. Yeah, Hobo Nick's tournament has been started by Hobo Nick's tournament, and yep. uh, we smoked them. We got the win. We got the dub. And um, even even against the odds, bro, we were a two man team and a trio. But uh, it's pretty cool because I've been working with Hobo Nick and it's uh, that that tournament community is growing. Um, Dude, he Discord had almost chat 20 teams. Yeah, it's getting huge. And um, we, we have a couple things going on 
um, in the works of possibly um, doing live stream commentating of the tournament and jumping around other people's streams and interviewing people like on the discord channel. And, and I mean, these are paying tournaments and you know, win some money. If you're, if, if you have a squad and you're good and it's funny because COVID COVID and call of duty kind of came together at the same time, right? Warzone blew up. And I feel like everybody plays yeah. this video game and it's a, uh, it's a cool community. We've been developing a handicap system. So you don't have to be amazing at the game. It's kind of like based on golf, right? So if you're not as good, if you have a low kill death or whatever, you're going to get a multiplier to add on to your points. You know, so you're going to compete against really good players and really bad players, you know, subjectively about, you know, in the big group of things. We're not going to mix people up into separate groups. It's everyone. But you're going to get a handicap applied to your team's, you know, kill death and and uh, that's why I think it's growing because there's a lot of people that play this game casually and, and then they want to experience how tournament, fun right? it is to play a tournament. I mean, yeah. you know, when, when we played that tournament, you were, we were hyped up, right? And yeah. um, you, you, we, we can't go and play some high-level tournament and expect to win. But with this one that we have set up, anyone can win. And, and it's been a lot of fun. So I want to just give a little shout-out if anybody is interested or want to check it out, or you think you have a squad that might be down to play? We play on Friday nights um, on eight e- at eight Eastern or eight wet, uh, eight, eight Central, yeah, um, oh yeah, Pacific, yeah, Pacific, yep. It's Pacific, um, it's and really fun, uh, guys. it's, it's, it's growing, really and yep, yeah, and and our future, the future of it is, we're expecting to do live streams of the tournament and and jumping around other people's live streams. So, like, if you are if you want to stream your gameplay we'll jump on it and, and commentate with it and make fun of you guys when when you miss all your shots and get down out in the open field and or if you win so yeah. anyways if you guys are interested check it out or hit triple j up or hit hit me up on insta or something give me a dm and yep yep check me out guys we'll at triple j 533 on instagram vincent i'm vincent blair on instagram um so excited into either our dms and honestly it's a great way to meet people i've met some amazing people on Xbox. Um, it's crazy how it brings people together. The gaming so. community. Yep. Your yeah, boy, your boy sure. Shane. You guys are boys now through Call of Duty, and he pulls a whole shot, and <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, I mean it's cool. Like it, it, you know, a lot of these racers are normal guys, and it, we all like to have fun and talk shit to each other. So, um, it's it's been a really good year. Twenty twenty was a shitty one, but it was uh, fun to meet some people and kind of get away from the motocross stuff and do something else and have that competitive spirit not be so serious so i, I really enjoyed it so far exactly. and actually that's what i'm gonna go do right now i'm gonna go hop on cod and play with some buddies and see how it goes and i would say i would invite you but you got kicked off again because you're a cheater so you're out <laughs> stop it <laughs> I, I can get on right now let's go uh but cool well thank you again for the time thank you to our sponsors spot network tv huge shout out to those guys check out the app uh worst connection bell ray Motion Pro, and of course, Scott Goggles. So please check all those guys out. If you have any questions about their products, just shoot me a DM at Motospot Show or at Triple J. I'll be gladly to answer it. Also, again, please support your local dealer. And again, Vincent, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate it too, man. I'm pumped to be on. Yeah, no worries. Uh, make sure to post. When I post it, share it, and we'll, we'll blow this thing up. Let's do it. All right, buddy. Have a great night. Thank you. Tell Ari thank you too. You too. <laughs> Will do. All right, cool. Thank you. Later. Later.